This is Sidney Crosby of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. It's a pleasure to welcome one of the best hockey writers out there, currently plying his trade with NHL.com, and he's in time to cover Mark andre Fleury's return to Pittsburgh. We welcome Nick Kotsanika. Uh Nick, lots of players play against their old team in their old arena every year. What makes Fleury's return to Pittsburgh special? Uh, Mark andre Fleury the person as much as the player. I mean, you look at what he did in Pittsburgh, you know, being part of three Stanley Cup teams, uh, you know, record for wins, record for shutouts, but that's not why people love him. I think people love him because of the person he was, you know, not just in the good times, but in the bad times. I mean, he had a lot of struggles in Pittsburgh. Um, you know, he got hurt, he lost his job, and yet he stayed that that happy guy, that, that you know, that same person all the time. He was the Penguins, you know, pressure valve, too. He's just a, a lovable guy who, who played really well, was part of championship teams, uh, and I think it's all of that uh, coming together tonight. Well, you mentioned that Flurry had a, a bad patches in Pittsburgh. He was terrible in the playoffs in 12 and 13, uh, lost his job during the playoffs a couple times during his career. It's certainly not been all perfect for him in Pittsburgh, has it? No, and I think that but that's why he's beloved because he went through all those things. You know, I, you know, I'm not from Pittsburgh. I'm not here all the time, but I'm here enough to know that you know when you're the number one pick in the draft, he was it was here when the team was terrible. Um, grew up here, um, you know, went all the way to the top, and and then struggled, uh, and then came back. And I think people identify with that. And I think when you're a selfless guy too, you know, he's hurting. You know it's tough on him to lose his job, um, and yet he hands the Stanley Cup to Matt Murray. Uh, you know, a moment like that says a ton. And, you know, he gets picked in the expansion draft, and then I believe it was the next day he's dedicating a playground here. Um, you know, that's the kind of person Marc-Andre Fleury is. Uh, let's stay with the last two years for a second here in Pittsburgh, Nick, because he kind of became the underdog. And I think becoming the underdog kind of restored that luster that he might have lost with a couple bad playoff performances. Well, there's probably a lot of truth to that. I think we can relate to the underdog, right? Like, and that's what, um, you know, endears you to him is that, you know, he, he fought through some things. Um, and then, you know, obviously we remember the good times the most and, and the good times most recently. And to see him reclaim the crease unexpectedly last year, uh, and play so well and really carry the Penguins through the, you know, the first two rounds of the playoffs. I mean, honestly, through two rounds last year, uh, he would have had my vote for the con Smythe if I had one. I mean, I thought he was the MVP of the playoffs. Um, you know, and then he, you know, he loses his job again, uh, and is, is right there, you know, right there for Matt Murray. And, and you know, it was hard. So, um, I think it's a lot of things, but I think you can relate to the underdog, uh, just like you said. A radical minority in Pittsburgh feels the Penguins should have kept Flurry and not Murray. Is there any legitimate argument to that, Nick? Uh, I would. I can see where that argument comes from. I mean, he's got the best numbers of his career. Uh, the team he's on has a better record than the Penguins do at the moment. Um, but I think you know what the Penguins did made logical sense, and we all know the reasons for that. I mean, Matt Murray's performance was outstanding. He's younger. Um, you know, there's lots of, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury was up and down. Um, I think there's lots of reasons 
for the Penguins to make the very difficult decision uh, to do what they did. Uh, forgive the cliched question, Nick, but what were Flurry's finest moments in Pittsburgh? I think they're pretty evident, don't you? Yeah, I mean, the ones that stick out for me are, you know, like the save on Nicholas Lidstrom, uh, you know, to, to clinch the Stanley Cup in, in 2009. Um, but I also think, you know, those two rounds last year, uh, because of the circumstances, because of how he played, uh, and the way he carried them through, um, I think those are some of his finest hours as well. Um, you know, and to, and knowing, doing all of that, knowing that he was going to be exposed in the expansion draft, that he'd been, you know, working with the Penguins all year, you know, knowing there was a chance that he was going to be gone, uh, I think adds another layer to what he did last year. We're talking to Nick Kotsaninka from NHL.com here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. Uh, as you mentioned, Nick, Flurry's numbers for Vegas so far would be his career best for a season. It's quite a renaissance, isn't it, especially for an expansion team, too? Well, it's incredible. And he went through a concussion, too, this year. Um, you know, I can't think anybody um, predicted this. Uh, both for Fleury and for the Golden Knights. I mean, I thought Mark andre Fleury gave them a chance to be competitive, um, that he would have to be the hero a lot of the nights for them to win. Um, you know, and they got off to a really good start, and then he gets a concussion. And I thought, okay, well, here's where, you know, they're going to come to earth, and they didn't. I mean, they went through three, four, five goaltenders and still kept winning. I mean, they're, to me, they're the best story in sports, period not just in hockey right now, to see where they're at. Um, you know, and Fleury is a cause and a beneficiary of their success. Um, it's not just Marc-Andre Fleury for sure, but uh, this is a good hockey team. They're well-balanced. They play hard. They don't give up. Uh, they've gotten some luck, uh, and they're a heck of a story right now. Are the Golden Knights playing above their talent level, or is their personnel maybe better than we all gave it credit for at season start? I think a little bit of both. Uh, I think their personnel is, is certainly better than, than we gave it credit for. I think the team is constructed a lot better than we thought. It's just it's a well-constructed team. The pieces fit together well. They play together well. I think Gerard Gallant is, has done an outstanding job. Um, I think circumstances have helped, uh, and that's a whole other probably segment for why they've they played as well as they have. I think there's a lot of reasons. But I also think that they may not be the, the second-best team in the National Hockey League. They've had a lot of things go right as well. Um, outside of goaltending, they've been relatively healthy. Um, you know, they've, you know, even recently have won some games where, you know, maybe, the, you know, they would have lost. So I, I think it's all of it together. Now, it's going to be really interesting to see how they play down the stretch when things get tighter, and then when they get into the playoffs, how they perform. Because this team is going to the playoffs. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to, to see what they do. Are the other NHL teams happy Vegas is doing so well, Nick? Uh, will the next expansion team get the same quality to pick from? Well, the next expansion team will. I mean, assuming that the NHL goes to Seattle, I think the rules are going to be the same. Now, if you ask me, are the teams happy, it depends what you mean. I think the owners are happy. Uh, they got a half a billion dollars for this franchise, and then the next one, if there will be one, is going to be $650 million. So you tell me if they're happy. I think they're happy. Now, are the GMs happy? Probably not. 
uh, just because you had another piranha to the tank and you gave them, you know, some pretty good players. Now, you know, every team only gave them one player, you know, it, theoretically anyway. Um, and they didn't give them the high-end players, but they gave them good players. Um, it's just, I think, it's just another competitor, and it makes uh, a hard league even more difficult. So in that sense, uh, I don't think GMs are happy. Vegas has a few guys who are going to be free agents at season's end, like James Neal, David Perrone. Uh, Garrison on defense. What is George McPhee going to do at the trade deadline, the GM? Because the original plan was to get rid of those guys and stock for the future, but they can't stick with that now, can they? Well, I don't think so. My my guess uh, is that he's probably going to stand pat. Uh, I don't see, certainly don't see him selling. Um, I don't really see him adding much either. I mean, if you look at this team. Um, what their greatest strength is is depth as a, as a result of that expansion process. Like This is a deep team. They have too many defensemen. Um, so I don't know that he needs depth pieces. I don't know that he wants to upset the chemistry that's great right now. And I think this team has earned the right to stick together um, and make a run. And I think there's value in that in that market. Like the winning, I think there was already a buzz and an excitement about the first pro sports team in Vegas. And I've been there five times since the season or since camp started, and it's crazy. I was there in January for a fan fest. There were 10,000 people. So I think winning has you know a tangible value to this organization on and off the ice. So I think you keep Neil. I think you keep Perron. You forego whatever asset you were going to get, and you make a run. And uh, that's sort of my guess of what's going to happen. The one thing we don't know about Vegas is can they win best-of-seven series? Uh, looking at their roster, Nick, and how they've played so far, what's your best guess on that? Well, what would concern me is the same thing that concerned me, you know, from the get-go. Like, they don't have a number one defenseman. They don't have a number one center. They don't, you know, they, this team doesn't have Crosby or Malkin or Kessel or Latang. Um, but what they have is balance. Uh, they have depth. Um, they have Marc-Andre Fleury. Like, you saw it last year. Marc-Andre Fleury won two rounds, uh, you know, carried them for two rounds. Why can't he carry the Golden Knights for two rounds? Um, they're going to have home ice most likely for a while. They've got one of the best home records in the league. So, you know, what are they going to do? I don't know. But I don't see why they couldn't win a round or two or three in the West. Like, I, well, let, let's put it this way. Two rounds. Like, I think you get to the, the conference finals, that's pretty tough. Like, are they going to be the Nashville? Um, I'm not sure. But I don't see why they can't win in the playoffs. Like, they don't have that guy to put a team on their back, but they have depth. I like how they play. Um, they've got a really good goaltender capable of stealing series. Um, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. And that rink in Vegas, I'm telling you, it's a fun place to see a hockey game. It really is. The energy in there is awesome. And for the playoffs, i got to imagine it's going to be great. What are your expectations tonight for the crowd at PPG Paint Serena, Nick? Because, you know, I've been going to Penguin games since I was six years old. And, and I'm sure they're going to root for the Penguins, but they're going to root for Flurry too. It's going to be kind of an interesting sound we're going to hear tonight at PPG Paint Serena, don't you think? Yeah, I, I've been through some of it. No, look, I'm not from Pittsburgh. Um you, you know that better than me, but I've been through some of these situations in the past, and, and my guess is Mark Rutherford will get an incredibly warm reception, which he deserves, and everybody will love him, 
And then you go back to rooting for the Penguins. I mean, he's on the other team. Like, he's, he's not a Penguin anymore. And so, you know, if Sidney Crosby scores his 400th goal tonight, people are going to cheer, you know. If uh, Tom Kunakl scores, they're going to cheer. I mean, they're Penguins fans, and they should be. Uh, but that doesn't mean you can't love Marc-Andre Fleury at the same time. And finally, Nick, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, stats-wise, would appear to have a good shot at the Hockey Hall of Fame if he can build on it just a little bit more in Vegas. Uh, what's your take on his chances? Well, I certainly do. Um, you know, I think in the past I compared him a little bit to Chris Osgood in that, you know, he was a, a goaltender on a great team for a long time, racked up lots of wins. Um, but what I really like, you know, for his candidacy is, is number one, the, the wins, because that does matter to the, you know, the committee. Uh, but also, you know, he was a starter for the, the first Stanley Cup. Um, the third Stanley Cup, he was, you know, an important part in those playoffs. Uh, he's got good numbers. Like, I think if he can continue to build on it, he just strengthens his case. I, I wouldn't have thought that he'd keep racking up wins the way he is in Vegas, uh, but he is. And so, you know, let's see how it plays out. Nick, great stuff, great work at the dot-com. I appreciate your time. We'll see you at the rink tonight. Sounds good. Thank you. That's Nick Kotsanika. Check out his work at NHL.com. I'm Mark Madden. I am live at Buford's on Fifth Avenue, right across the street from PPG Paints Arena. I would ask you to tell me what the greatest flurry moments are here in Pittsburgh, but I think they're obvious. 2009 Game 7 save on Lidstrom. 2009 Game 7 save on Ovi. 2017 Game 7. Penguins win 2-0 at D.C., uh, to me, tonight is about Mark's accomplishments, yeah, but Mark the person and how he handled the bad just as well as he handled the good. I'm Mark Madden. You're listening to 105.9 The X.